0: nbnr episode uh it doesn't matter we're doing season two this is the first episode of season two we are doing a season preview focusing a little bit more on illinois than other games so (sighs) season two guys it's been it's been a pretty pretty nice ride so far wouldn't you say
1: dude absolutely it has been better than expected this started with just a couple guys that just wanted to shoot some shit in a mic and uh now we're on to season two and we actually have football to talk about are you kidding me
2: (laughs) yeah it was kind of hard to find stuff to talk about there for a while the dead period there in june was kind of rough but mike as he always does coming through with the guests
1: (laughs) <laughs> that's that's why i'm here right a, man. <laughs> uh, and just a shout out to all of our guests if you are listening we appreciate you and uh we hope to hear you again on the no block no rock podcast
0: you guys made i mean they made season one
1: they they,
3: they are did. season one like we're cool but it, it was we're pretty not cool yeah we're no professionals by no means so it was kind of nice to get insight you know
1: you know with this setup though we look pretty professional i ain't gonna lie. we look pretty professional
0: it's <laughs> pretty good that nbnr flag looks nice But you guys said, oh, we can actually talk about football. But before we do, (laughs) before we talk about football, this press conference today, (laughs) the Monday press conference before the game. yeah, Scott, very curt, very blunt, very short. I obviously loved it. But people, some people are kind of like, it's too short, not enough answers, not good enough. But before, answer's too long. You're giving away too much. Uh, Say less. Win more. No matter what he
1: does, he's screwing the pooch, right? But yeah, I mean, (laughs) you said it perfectly. It's like, okay, he gets all this criticism for talking about how good practice is and saying too much and and digging himself a, a grave. And we know that when he opens his mouth, he usually does that. So Scott did the most perfect thing he possibly could have done today. He said three magic words or four magic words of, Let's we'll, we'll see it on Saturday. I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's see teams, it on Saturday. Team's excited. I Look, love this team.
0: Yeah, love this team. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just just simple. Okay. He kept it simple, and guess what? Twitter backlash swirling around. Oh, Scott, you know he's worried about his job and all this other stuff. And you know what? He finally did the right thing, and he still lost. So
0: yeah. he's he's pissed at the media. Yeah, that's, because he- of all this stuff. That's. You know, been fluttering around.
1: Yeah, see, that's my take on
3: it. This this dude has been under heavy scrutiny from national and local media for the last four years. Finally, after this big bombshell comes out of, you know, the whole NCAA investigation, he finally just comes out and he's like, I got nothing to say. I don't have a whole lot to say. Let's just play football and shut all of you up. Like, there's there's nothing
0: there's nothing else to do. I mean, you could argue, like, you know, before he came here, it's like, yeah, you know the fishbowl, dude, like, Mm-hmm. You got booed off the field uh, during a home game and were replaced. You know, it's like you knew all this going in. You knew the press was going to be up your butt. You knew all that. Yeah. Which, and you're getting paid pretty good money yeah. to kind of go through all that. To take that, yeah. So, yeah. look, let's win some games then.
1: Yeah, I like, think, yeah, just shut up and let's yeah. play football. Strap them up. And I think that's what Scott was doing today. It was just like, all right. Absolutely. We've been, we've been talking about nothing for, I mean, since the Rutgers game till now, there's been nothing to talk about. We've been talking about all the stuff. I've been saying all the right things. You know, our team's getting better day by day, mm-hmm. over and over again, day by day, day by day, constantly day by day. But it's it's showtime now. He is, I, in my humble opinion, he is laser focused on Saturday. He knows how big this game is. Oh, absolutely.
0: I've, yeah, I've, I mean, guys, I can't remember the last time, like, there was so much hype before week one like i think back to 2003 against oklahoma state they ended up pulling that one out a big barrett rude fumble recovery for a touchdown i can remember it vividly but hey week zero in champagne against illinois guys let's get into this game what are the keys what does nebraska need to do to win what do we expect and let's get into predictions as well we're okay. going to start with Mr. Morrow.
2: I don't think last season's going to happen again where Nebraska just kind of, you know, they read the press clippings from the Penn State game and thought they'd walk on the field and beat Illinois. Got big-headed. Which, in theory, sure, Nebraska should have walked on the field and beat Illinois. But let's, uh, let's look at who's made a bowl game here more recently but um yeah illinois it's in they have a first year coach they went like two and six or one and seven all last season i think point being they were still bad and it's interesting their team is uh they got a lot of guys back they have a lot of experience but they have a lot of new starters and transfers and in a Year one of a new coaching staff and still sort of a COVID year transition. Right. In a week zero game, I expect to be sloppy on both sides, and it's the end of August, so it'll probably be hot, which could affect the game play a little bit with all the sweat and the dehydration. Okay. But <laughs> that's hey. I've all never of all, of all the talk I've game, heard this week, the sweat has not come up. But <laughs> it's, it's reasonable to expect that dehydration. It. <laughs> Is a thing with athletes. No yeah, I'm just <laughs> sure. I'm
0: focusing on the sweater. <laughs> the sweat. <laughs> the, hell, the sweat. I don't know.
2: <laughs> it's
1: just the sweat.
2: I'm sweating the like the a point. grease monkey out here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hold on to a ball. <laughs> Maybe yeah, that's, that's our problem. That's right? all yeah. Nebraska anyway, needs. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping to see Nebraska find a formula on offense that works and stick to it. But it sounds like we don't really have a game plan yet. I didn't see the presser because just as a rule, I tend to avoid all those th- things just because it's standard speak and I don't really care. Watered yeah. down, yeah. And um, yeah, I just hope that they find they find a formula that works and they stick to it. If it's running the ball, it's running the ball. If it's passing the ball, it's passing the ball. And the, the pass game on Illinois, the two years that Frost actually won, it was it was the run game that you know, tore Illinois down. And I'm interested to see the the, de- the defense, you know, it's gotten hyped up. It's supposed to be a top 25 unit in the country. Mm. It's facing a really good offensive line with a few, like, all-American FCS transfers in it and maybe the, the best center in the league. If the defense
1: is as good as it says, then
2: go show it. So
1: Yeah, okay round the horn let's go baby all right all right so 2021 nebraska versus illinois is going to look completely different than 2020 illinois and the reason i say that is let's just start right away at qb1 last year adrian martinez he played the last couple drives of cleanup duty after luke McCra- luke mccaffrey threw three interceptions and slip it was like a was- whoops <laughs> luke McCaffrey. <laughs> whoops my bad um Anyways, Luke threw three interceptions. He fumbled it once, and then I think Wandale had a fumble as well. We had five turnovers in the game. Okay, Obviously, you can't win games if you're turning the ball over. I'm not speaking anything that you don't already know. Now, here's the difference, though, is Adrian Martinez, he has played well against Illinois in his career. He actually played pretty well when he came into the game. He actually drove in and actually got a touchdown in garbage time. And as we've talked about in previous episodes – in season one, in other words, season two, but Adrian's got all these weapons around him. I think it's it's showtime. You know, it's 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 shut up and just go to work. And this is just another day in the office. You need to go in and and you got to beat a team that you are better than from every side of the ball. You are better than them and offense, defense, and special teams talent wise on paper. This should be a no-brainer, and Nebraska should win the game. But you know, we'll see you were supposed to win last year too. Yes, 100%. Illinois was
0: a two touchdown underdog, 14 point underdog, and we're watching the game the game behind us. They they wrecked us despite the underdog status. But I didn't mean to interrupt you KB.
3: Yeah, no. So, um, I'm I'm just watching the three main things that they keep talking about in all these press conferences is are you turning the ball over? How's the special teams look? And the turnovers, okay? This is a veteran group in Illinois because they've got the most returning starters in the country, right? So you would expect to see some sort of woes in one of those categories, maybe two, right? So you're starting to look at some veteran guys that know what to expect from Nebraska. Um, and so I'm, I'm just hoping that the turnovers are minimal. And uh, if special teams can really, like, get going and, you know, we keep – if we see the 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 uh, the attention that it's gotten over this uh, this fall camp, I think that we'll be successful. But if you in these three categories, if you don't pull out in the turnover margin and the special teams, um, you're 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 gonna have you're gonna have an issue. It's not gonna be a good day.
0: Look, uh, you know, turnover margin, Nebraska, famous being in the negatives
1: yeah right? yeah like famous, historically like famous yeah
0: just silly right it's kind of mind blowing the turnover margin in the special teams so when i look at a game like this you guys i'm fully expecting a knockout drag out fight i really am i'm not expecting a 10 point victory let alone 21 points and above like i'm not expecting your backups
1: to come in or nothing like that low scoring then you're saying
0: I, th- you know, I'll tell you my score,
1: but yeah, yeah. eventually. But yeah.
0: I think it will be more lo- low scoring than you think. I, I look at their guys returning on offense. Brandon Peters, last year he went eighteen for twenty five for two hundred five yards and a touchdown. So didn't didn't lose the game. The key though, I watched this game. Freaking Epstein, okay, he had. A near nine yards per carry last year against us. Yeah.
1: They they could do whatever they wanted when they gave him (laughs) the ball.
0: Mike Epstein, he's back. Yeah. So, and their other running back, Chase Brown, also with the team. Over 100 yards, 110 yards for two touchdowns. So, I look at a guy like Bielema, who had success at Wisconsin. You could say it's Alvarez. That's fine. But... The key to this game is stopping their run. And Burt's going to want to shove it down your throat. Yeah. He said it in season one of, N- of NBNR. It's no, and you know, you said that his offensive coordinator coming in, he's famous for like the air raid. I don't know anything about him, but I'm going best yeah. you said. air raid and pound it, right? Yeah, he's, he's done both. He's going he's gonna to emphasize the latter. Okay. Yeah. He's going to pound it. Yes. Okay. You look at our D line. It's supposedly our strongest unit. Not just on defense, but on the team, supposedly.
3: Yeah, the front seven. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you look at the front seven, focus on stopping the run because you know Burt's going to want to shove it down your throat, make a statement. Like, I'm back in the Big Ten, mother effers. Like, yeah. I'm not playing around. I don't care if I'm at Illinois, if I'm at Wisconsin. I don't need Barry. Arkansas was a fluke, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> And Eric says no. Uh, I don't know. The guy went to... Three Rose Bowls. I'm just saying. I don't think that's a nothing. If Frost went to three Rose Bowls, I think we'd be pretty happy about he that. He wouldn't and even have to say, show up at the press conferences anymore. Well, let yeah. me say, he we wouldn't wo- have to. <laughs> we wouldn't say, oh, it's, it's it's Tom Osborne that did that. No, we would say, hey, Frost, good job, buddy. Yeah. Another thing that's key in my mind, and Matt Orbebe, mm-hmm. their, their NFL gone. wide receiver is now gone. Yep. yep. So that's one, hopefully one less weapon. I don't know about their transfers or anything like that. But, Eric, transfers?
2: Uh, No, just two of their uh, n- new receivers are a converted corner and a QB. <laughs> okay, so, so again. The, I was just getting rid to yeah, of that. Yeah. The depth is kind of shot, but yeah.
0: So, run game, stop the run game. I'm anticipating a rel- relatively low-scoring close game. Final score, Nebraska 24, Illinois 20. Okay. That's, that's what I think. I think they're going to start off with the dub, which is what they need.
1: Yeah, let's I, go. They they have to. They This is probably the most important game under the Scott Frost tenure right now. It is. This is because this is going to set the tone for the rest of this season. In 2021, this is a make or break year for Scott Frost. And we, we've made this known. It, it's not a secret. He knows it. It shows on his face every day and stuff like that. But He looks tired. It's okay. He is tired. You know why? Because he's putting in work. Because he's going to put on a good show here in Illinois. I think what Scott's going to do to show you that special teams is actually a thing is you're going to see a lot of starters playing on special teams. And you're also going to see Scott Frost defer if we win the coin toss for the first time as a Nebraska head coach. And he's going to kick the ball through the end zone. To make a statement. To make a statement that special teams – is important okay
3: absolutely and to touch on uh that that quarterback his name is like isaiah williams or something like that so i was watching like a breakdown of uh the offensive coordinator like talking about the offense and what it kind of looks like and everything and he's like he said something that kind of resonates with nebraska fans and it was like as long as he's on the field we got to get him in the football and who does that remind you of Wandale wandale robinson oh yeah so you start, you, now you start kind of looking. If I'm Scott Frost, I'm looking at them going, okay, well, you've already mentioned one guy that we need to lock down. Or maybe it's a ploy. I don't know. But you've got one guy that they think highly of. What did every team that we played last year do? They just made sure that Wandale couldn't do anything, and they made sure the quarterback couldn't do anything, and the season was over. So, yeah, you, you, yeah. you've got a couple guys out there that they think highly of. Just lock them down. Um, I think, ultimately, I think Nebraska is going to score three touchdowns and two field goals. So the score will be, uh, let's see, it'll be 24. And I'm going to say
1: Illinois only pulls out
0: 14 points. 24 so
1: to 14. So still
0: pretty, you know, pretty close game. You guys
1: are teetering yep. pretty close to it with my prediction. So I my prediction, I, I have the Big Red winning uh, 27-13. I think uh, we will still have some red zone woes. We're going to be kicking some field goals with the Big Ten Kicker of the Year. And that's okay. I, I, I think but i think we will punch through the end zone a couple times on this defense and i think we get the job done in Champaign. i will be there representing no block no rock and i expect to make this 7 hour drive there and a 7 hour drive home with a big smile on my face so okay. that's what uh, i
3: meant 27
2: 2714
0: 27, 14. 27
3: 14.
2: okay yeah. i got okay.
0: 2713 so oh wow well, look at you guys
2: yep okay we'll see eric what's your score um I'm going to preface this by saying I think the fact that it's a year four staff who has coached three years together, the Mm -hmm. results speak for themselves, four years together with the same staff, four camps, four seasons and off seasons, going up against a staff that is in year one, they have Mm -hmm. never coached an actual game together because this is not his first staff, this is not his staff at Wisconsin, I, I think it's an advantage, I really do, and... Go and look at some of the guys who have left college and came back. The results aren't great. All that being said, I think the experience of the coaching staff and Nebraska's motivation for how big of a game this actually is. Twenty-seven to twenty. Okay.
3: 27, twenty. All right.
1: So we One got touchdown. we yeah. got three twenty-sevens in a in a twenty, right? Yep, I'm 20, I'm 24 20. Oh, you're 24 20. I yeah, think, so we got three 27s yeah. and a 24. So we and we think that we're going to break the mantra here that Illinois is not going to score 35 on us again. Hell no. So we are <sighs> trusting Eric Chenander in this defense to get the job done in Champaign That's what that's all they've been talking about. I mean, not them, but you know the media around
0: here. The defense you're going to have to lean on them. You they have just to, are, which is weird for Frost, and I hope. He is, you know, embracing that notion that, okay, look, I got an experienced defense. They have the potential to be a top, uh, we'll say just top 50, okay? Top 50 defense. Yeah. And with an emphasis on just having at least an even turnover margin. Just be zero, please. Yeah. I don't even want plus 20. I just want zero. You know <laughs> what I mean? I Seriously. Because... If you look at all their close games, these one-score games, these one-possession games that Frost and Riley both lost, which is damn near all the losses that Seriously. we have in the last six years, dude. If you just make it an even turnover margin, for God's sake. I mean, you're looking at—I don't know how many more wins. I don't know for sure, but not twelve and twenty. No, well, and not twelve and twenty.
1: I mean, I think if Scott Frost is actually ready to make that next step as a head coach. He's going to have to probably 60-40 running the ball. It's going to have to be running the ball in between the tackles, looking like a Wisconsin or an Iowa, and just it's going to have to change. It has to. It has to change. You can't do these swing passes and all this razzle-dazzle quarterback run stuff. It it has to be hard mouth football every single week. I mean, how great would it be to game one, run it down
0: their throats, run the damn ball, right, against Burt. Frost, you be the one to send the message, okay? Don't let Burt be the one to show you up back in the Big Ten. I'm making a statement. No, dude, show the Big Ten that you are making an adjustment and you're not just stuck in your ways. Like, let's go,
2: man. Yeah, yeah. Because I recognize right, this,
0: and I can tell you right now, I am going to be one
3: salty mf'er out here if I start seeing that. If I start seeing Martinez running the ball fifteen times, twenty times, twenty six times, like last year when we played mm-hmm. Illinois, Casting. if you come out here and you think you're about to just if you're going to continue to run the quarterback twenty six times a game, you are highly mistaken, and we're just going to be right back to where we started.
1: Well, and here's a magic number too from last year. The magic number is nine. That's how many times our running backs carried the ball in the entire game. Luke McCaffrey, like you just said, carried it twenty six times. So here's an idea. I, I hope we run the ball nine times in the first drive. Let's <laughs> right. with a running back. Let's What's... hand the ball off to one of these three guys. We think it's gonna be Irving or Step or, or more I mean, and now Morrison's making a
0: Yeah, he's making making some...
1: some late push. And you know what? I don't care. We don't need a bell cow. Just let's get talent on the field and let them just just wear a defense down.
0: Whoever's hot, stick
1: with them. Just roll with
0: them. Let's go. So,
1: do you want to roll into our actual season predictions? So, this is okay. not only just the Illinois game. We're gonna we're gonna give you our predictions for the entire season. Yes, and we like we said, the Illinois game is going to set the tone for the year. Mm-hmm. So, this is an important one. It sounds like we all have them in the win column. One and oh. One and O. Oh. So, uh, universal. Jared, do you want to get us started with yeah. uh, your season prediction? We've got a schedule over here we can put it in front of if you need it, but
0: well, look, we can you know Nebraska is not listen, I don't advise the team do this, but we can do this. yeah, <laughs> yeah. we can we can skip over the next two. okay, right. Can't we?
1: Yeah, so you, you're Fordham, say- Buffalo. So Fordham you're saying Buffalo. the team has no block, no rock. We are saying that Nebraska will finish three and0 after week two, technically. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Skipping those. Unless you guys have any qualms. Nope. I'm good
0: with that. At Oklahoma. Um it's an L, it's a loss. Yeah. It's a loss. It is. Now the discussion is is it competitive? Is there an inkling of life? Do we embarrass ourselves? The first half I think is going to surprise a lot of people. I think
3: we stay kind of close and then I, I think that Oklahoma's offense just kind of takes off from there.
1: Well, and I'm kind of in that, that boat too. I think so if things happen the way we're saying and Nebraska is 3-0 and going into Oklahoma, mm-hmm. I think that could really set the tone for what you're going to do offensively. So if Nebraska is actually looking like they have a pulse on the offensive side of the ball and the defense is living up to what we expect them to do, I think honestly you could go into Norman and you can keep this thing close. And if you do keep it close, and I have them as uh, losing as well, but if you can keep this game close... You're still riding that high into Michigan State. What do we define as close? What's our what's the line? Um, two scores. You can only lose by okay. two scores. Two not scores I agree. Yep. Okay. Yep. I think keep it within two scores, and that's not a bad loss, and nope. you're not embarrassing yourself on a big stage like we've done in the past. Now, two scores. I
0: yeah, I'm with you, but it also can't be, you Sloppy. know, garbage touchdowns, garbage at the touchdowns end. to make Trying it two scores, like yes. the Penn State game and Riley's last year, where yeah. Penn state killed
1: us, but then we had
0: those garbage and a little yeah. closer. No, you gotta, so, let's forget let's make it
1: competitive. Yeah. Put a good, a, or put a good piece of work on the field. Put the viewers, like make them think that Nebraska actually could do something this year and, and make games competitive. Mm-hmm. Like get manage the game. If you're Scott Frost, I understand this fast paced offense, run, 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 fast as many, run as many plays as you possibly can. When you're playing Oklahoma, I want you to snap the ball at one second on the play clock every time so you can shorten the game and shorten the amount of times that Spencer Rattler touches oh. the ball.
0: Yeah. Listen, there's no such thing. Big 10
1: football. Big 10 football.
0: There, there's With all these NCAA rules, there's no such thing as gunning anymore. No. Because the defense now has a chance to get all their guys on the field. Like, that style of play, it's not really existent anymore.
1: Not like, in the Big 10. Go, go,
0: go, go, go. It doesn't exist. The ref waits for dudes to get guys in.
3: Yep. Okay,
1: now
0: you can snap. Right.
3: It's, so
1: eat the clock. Yeah, I that's, think that's, that's what this is. Yeah, you got to play smart. And if you're going to keep the game close, I'm not saying win against Oklahoma, but if you're going to keep that game close, mm-hmm. you have to shorten the game and reduce the amount of times that Spencer Rattler is touching the ball. Eric, Agreed. what do you think about Oklahoma?
2: I am in the opposite boat as as to you. I think Lincoln Riley is going to remember the whole debacle and. Basically, put Frost in his place, and I don't really think he. And I don't think he stops. If you want to compete with the big dogs, I'm at the point where you need to show it on the field instead of just saying it.
3: Yeah, I mean, at this point, really, we're old enough to. I mean, we're young enough, I should say, to realize that if we're going up against a top ten team, you might as well just expect a blowout Mm -hmm. because that's all we know. So. Yeah, I mean, you might you might be right, Eric. I just think the the rivalry game um, is going to be a big one, and I think it's gonna the mentality and everything of both teams is gonna really, really show out.
0: You know, I think I lean, I think I lean more with Eric on this, um, on the blowout, on the blowout. and okay. I do. That's that's a safe bet. I mean, it really is. It is. I mean, look, I'm. It's not like I'm. I have no evidence. No, I got evidence. Right. Well, <laughs> this is this is straight like. I've got a hypothesis. I've got evidence. I made a conclusion. Scientific method type stuff right here. So, um, you know, and I'm I'm kind of concerned. There's going to be a lot of storylines going on in this game. Not just on Nebraska's side, but OU. You know, they're leaving the Big 12. There's going to be a lot of storylines. Um, But the play is on the field. And I just hope that Frost doesn't feel like he needs to show up Lincoln Riley. Because Lincoln Riley is known as the mastermind behind the this go-go-go offense, right? Slinging the ball across the field. Like, that's what he's known for, yeah. is having these top-tier quarterbacks that win Heismans and score tons of points. I know it's against Big 12 defenses. I get that. Yep. So I hope they approach it like they do against Illinois. Just shorten the game, run the ball, lean on, hopefully step. And company, but yeah, I think I just I think this is not going to be that close.
1: Well, and, and we'll break down this. So after you know, right. by the time we're at Oklahoma, we'll really kind of know what this Nebraska identity so, is. Say so no more. yeah, at Michigan State. Yeah, let's after. let's roll right into at Michigan State Mer- against against uh, Mel Tucker. Yep, uh, who has who has our number? He has our number, but but gosh, <laughs> you know, like Nebraska beat themselves. Mel Tucker has never beat Nebraska. Nebraska has done all the things to beat themselves in both those games, and I just, I think Nebraska gets it done. Michigan State's just not there yet as a program. I think they're they're still too, the staff is still too new in there. I don't think they have the right guys yet, and honestly, I just, yeah, I, I think Nebraska gets that done. I don't have a score prediction for anything yet but No, we just yeah.
0: have scores for Illinois, and nothing else. Yeah, so I just I, win loss.
1: Right after Michigan State, I'm saying that we're uh th- 3 and 1. No, 4 and 1, sorry. 4 and 1. 4 and 1. Okay. Listen, ideal. Yeah, that'd be ideal. Eric,
0: you were doing the Dikembe.
2: Oh, Madombo. no, uh just to say that Tucker only coached the game in Colorado, uh, their old guy was the first one. Oh yeah, but yeah, that's, that's right. But, but anyway, to Michigan State, uh, they are one of the only programs, or the only program in the Big Ten, that's in a worse spot than Nebraska is. They're still reeling from recruiting violations and sexual assaults and lack of institutional control under Dantonio. So I'm gonna agree and say they win them. It went. Yeah.
1: Okay, Kyle, you want to talk about Michigan State? Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan
0: State. Think? I chalked it up as a win as well. Michigan State. This game is murky to me. I mean, you're coming off Oklahoma. Um, uh, Trap, trap. It is a trap. Trap, it's a trap. But like, I I don't know the record off top, but Nebraska against Michigan State, they've had success against Michigan State ever since coming to the Big Ten. Overall, different year, I get it. I I am reluctantly gonna go with four and one after Michigan State. I think they'll pull that one out. It's gonna be ugly. Yeah. Every Michigan State game's ugly and I love those games. Yeah. I, you know Michigan State is going to try to pound it. Um and that's kind of again, that's kind of what I'm afraid of a little bit, but with our D-line it's supposed to be good, I think it's a dub. So 4 and 1. 4 and 1, so, we
1: all around have 4 and 1. Okay. Yep. And all of us beating Michigan all the way up to Michigan State. But let's talk about Northwestern. So going Northwestern is coming to Lincoln. I th- in my mind,
0: oh, man, Northwestern. You guys, if, if you have a thought, go,
2: because I'm kind of still. I think that is a win as well against Northwestern, only because they have 90% new starters, and <laughs> and one of their only returning starters, their best player at running back, is the now off for the season. So And then Northwestern, I think finally.
3: Finally, we get over that hump of... Uh, I think this is the year we stop losing those close games. Because and that is, is it? That is all Northwestern and Nebraska is, is the wins by six or less points. So I think this year is finally the year we get over that based off of the emphasis they've put on special teams, turnovers, and penalties.
1: I'll I'll piggyback on what Eric and Kyle said. I think if uh, if Scott cleans up this turnover machine of an offense and our special teams actually shows up and we're kicking the ball through the end zone and we're getting good field position for if, Adrian Martinez. If, if. Yeah. A lot of ifs, but if that happens, I think we can finally get over that Pat Fitzgerald Northwestern hump that is existing right now, I guess. And you know, yeah, Eric's right. It lost a lot
0: of, a lot of people from, and it'd be one thing if they lost a lot of guys from, a team that went two and five last year, you know, but they won the West last year and they showed up against Ohio state in the championship game. So you lose a lot of guys from a talented team like that. I do think it's going to be like a transition year for them. The games in Lincoln, which used to mean something.
2: It's also homecoming, which I don't know if that's important anymore, but,
1: but that used to mean <laughs> right. something as well.
0: <laughs> so I, I think they'll win too. I think they'll win that one too. I wow. think they will be five and one. Gosh! So dude, you think they're like, going to be wow, five and one? Look at that, Mr.
1: Gr- ah. Mr. Grumpy Gills over there. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, that is surprising. Okay, so you said and, it's a win, and Kyle, you okay. already said that. Okay, yeah. yeah. So let's let's move on to the next game. Okay, so these this is the stretch
0: where this is tough. Listen, if you're going to have, if you're of course going to make a bowl, if you're going to make this a successful season, you, you're going to have to go five and one those first six games. Yep. Now we're getting to the last six. Okay, this is... Michigan at home. The fight in Harbaugh's, if you look at it, Michigan's in a relatively similar
1: place than Nebraska is. You could argue that Jim Harbaugh's seat is actually hotter than Scott Frost, which is actually pretty scary living in the fishbowl like we do.
0: Right. You know, he has been there more more longer. He has been there a little bit longer. Like, there is more of a, I guess, a track record there. And, you know, they get their brakes beat off by Ohio State. So it's understandable that he is. Um you guys, I think this will be an L. I think this will be a loss. I think this is yeah.
1: 5-5 five, five and 2. I uh I'll, I'll agree with you there. I think the game will be close, um but I think the Michigan talent on the field will show up yeah. like it did the first time Scott Frost played them. They, there's just too many athletes on that team. They're very similar to Ohio State. You know, they're they're always running around a top 10 recruiting class and there's just there's too much talent they're almost like the the Texas of the north like there's so much talent on that team every year and to underperform like Michigan has been doing
0: they uh, just they just can never find a quarterback yeah
1: that's the problem and i and i still don't think they have their guy nah. so i think they still get the job done in lincoln and uh yeah i'm with you there uh then that's what we'll be uh 5 and 2 5 and 2
3: yeah yeah, they'll, really the only thing keeping Jim Harbaugh around is the hope that the four- and five-star athletes they keep bringing in to the big house is going to somehow get us to, you know, beating Ohio, the Ohio State and all that other stuff, right? So, um, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a loss, the the talent. I d- how, however, I do feel compared to, you know, two years ago when we got our, you know, our, our shit kicked in, trying to play michigan i think that it's going to be a little bit different this year i do feel like we have enough size um and enough talent to j- at least compete and keep it close it's not going to be like like what they ran into a couple
1: years ago 100 yeah.
2: uh i'm with jared on do you think michigan is going to find a way to to pull it out in nebraska It'll be five and two but i think it's a loss in my gut I would not be surprised if Nebraska found a way to win that game. I don't think Michigan's that good.
1: I agree, too. I think there's no reason Nebraska couldn't win that game. I just think being a realistic fan, um, kind of how we hold ourselves here at EBNR, yeah. um, <laughs> just speaking with uh, a realistic mind, I, I think Scott Frost stumbles against Harbaugh.
3: Yeah, and that's something we talked about just before starting recording tonight was... There's like these next three games, Michigan, and who who who's up next after that? We're going to talk about at Minnesota. At Minnesota, like the like the next three games, they're all coin, like, flips. coin flips. like they yeah. they could yeah. go one way, they could go the other. Nobody yeah. actually really knows.
1: So we're all five and two right now. We are all five and two. Okay. This yep. is this is where I think things could probably change. Five and three. So Jared's saying five and three. Yep. You Fle- think-
0: flex a better coach in my opinion, okay. Frost, even um, his
1: antics. I don't care about the outlet. I think he's still a better coach.
2: I'm also five and three. I just the fact that they beat Nebraska oh, oh, last year, being forty players down, just kind of doused any hope I have of beating Minnesota for, for for a long time. So
0: I've heard a lot of hype about their O line. You know they have Tanner Morgan back. They have Ibrahim. They also have you know Otman Bell. He did suffer an injury, but he he should be playing. So, you know, they have those sneaky offensive weapons. And a great offensive line. And a great old line. They're at Minnesota. And, guys, what did we always talk about with Adrian? That he's probably going to miss a game. I'm not saying it's going to be this one. But, like, somewhere in this part of the schedule, there's going to be a time when he's going to be out. And maybe not for the whole game, but maybe just enough to where, you know, Harbert comes in or Smothers comes in and it's just not going to be enough. So I think Minnesota's a loss 5 and 3. That's what I
3: think. Yeah. So uh this is totally off topic, but every time I hear Ibrahim's or whatever his name is, Muhammad Ibrahim. Yeah, every time I hear that name I think of that Key and Peele skit where it's like Ibrahim Moizu. It's Moises. those it's those crazy, you know, those names or whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, Minnesota the last 2 3 years, I mean, they've just been they've been you know, on the upward upward yeah. rise, right? Like they, they just, they seem to get better and better every year. And I think that they're, I do think they're, they're better than Nebraska. So,
2: and October is a bad time to play them. Cause flex teams always seem to get better as the season goes also. So,
1: well, that's, that's normal. Teams should do that. We just haven't done that as a, <laughs> as, a as a program here. I mean, for uh, us
0: first year, but you know, that was an eternity ago.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> time, time tells, right? right. Um, I'm going to agree with you guys. I, I really want to write a W in that win column. I think, once again, if you look across the field from you, you lead the West in recruiting every year. There is a zero reason you should be losing to goofy-ass PJ Fleck. With that being said, I'm in agreement with you. He is a better coach. His, his teams are very disciplined, and they take care of business, and, and they do something that we talked about earlier in this episode – they shorten games. They run the ball. They take care of the ball, and they they just they don't make mistakes. So I'm going to say that Nebraska loses a close game to Minnesota. Okay. I hope they don't get boat raced while they're rowing the boat in Minneapolis, but we will see. It's happened before. So we are all in agreement, and hopefully somebody's got some different opinions here, but we're all in agreement that yeah. five and three after eight games. Yeah.
3: I want to put it on the record. I do not think P.J. Fleck is a better coach than Scott Frost. Okay.
2: On the record. <laughs> okay. That's Kyle. He's probably a better motivator.
3: It Very well could be, but I definitely do not think that his offense is anywhere near what Scott Frost can be.
0: We could have another discussion on that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, but... we'll talk about that in Minnesota week. <laughs> hey, day before Halloween. Yeah. Purdue do. Yeah. When? When. Okay. I think it's the a win. Year. Do we need to talk about this too much?
1: Are, no. you, are we all in agreement? No. Here? I'm in agreement. Yeah. So we're saying six, six and three. three. Okay. Okay.
2: All right. You know, Ohio State. The fighting no longer there. Bob Diaco's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Can they I, feel I, the strain? I'll feel the strain <laughs> when Ohio State is taking a dump on our chest. It's gonna happen in Lincoln. Yeah. So I will be in attendance per usual, and I will be in tears. After the first quarter, per usual, so we will uh, we'll chalk that up as an L. <laughs> Tears? No, I'm just kidding. I, we I, should be used to it by now, right? It's, yeah. it's just it's to be expected, you know. Like we, I walk into the game knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm hoping this is a very similar circumstance like Oklahoma. One of those things. If you shorten the game, if you take care of the ball, mm-hmm. you could make this game close. Now, like I said for Oklahoma, if you lose by two scores. That's, that's, a still, win. that's still a win <laughs> oh, for your program and moving forward into this season. So I'm going to say that's a loss, right. and Nebraska is 6-4 and four at that point. Yep,
0: you're right. So we're all good. Now, the thing about Ohio State, in my mind, they're not going to be as good, but they're going to be good enough. Well, yeah,
1: oh, they yeah. Nebraska. they okay. do not have so, Justin but... Fields, who is <laughs> right. probably the best quarterback I've ever seen play in person. Ooh, that yeah. guy was phenomenal.
2: But it's okay. also going to be in November, and they'll be fighting for their playoff lives, like you know, presumably. So you I, think, yeah? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, and I don't think, and again, well, like Oklahoma, I don't think they'll stop as they haven't in years past. But. Yeah, they
0: got to run it up. <laughs> got to run it up. Um. Okay, at whiskey, the game that Mike and I are probably just going to. We'll probably wear red, but I don't know if we'll it doesn't have matter N. I don't know no, dude. i'm no. not trying to get we, my can ass a, we can rock
1: we could just rock an NBNR shirt, right dude yeah. you see these
0: fights happen at games I'm not trying to
1: dude but we're not God. we're not gonna be causing beef yeah. <laughs> we are we are uh, civil nebraska fans. After,
0: after Nebraska loses we're gonna get eggs thrown at our face or I, whatever I hope not but i th- I think this is gonna
1: be an l it's an at l. whiskey yeah I think it's going to be an L, but I will. Um, I'll pull an Eric here and say that I think this game will be closer than you think. Okay. I don't think Graham Mertz is all that. I think Wisconsin had a bad team last year, and I think they dodged a couple teams with that COVID crap. So, in my opinion, I think that the game will be closer. Also, a coin flip, in my opinion, as well. So, we haven't won in Wisconsin, but I think that these last, I mean, minus uh, Ohio State. I think these games are coin flips, and I think this game could go Nebraska's way, but we will lose at Wisconsin. Okay, now, I, sorry, just real quick. You mentioned Graham Mertz. I want to
0: mention Alex freaking Hornibrook, who, by the way, threw a pick six against Nebraska, but they still ran the ball down our throats. They're yeah. not going to need Mertz. No.
1: They're not going to need him. I think this defensive line is they might. way, way better sure. than that team that had Alex Hornibrook. This defensive line, if they live up to their expectations, this defensive line, they won't happen. They're not going to be parting the red sea and running, you know, record-setting games against this defense. That's the hope. Yeah, that's the hope. Yeah, I mean,
3: looking back uh, a couple years ago, it it always seems like Wisconsin always plays to our weakness, which is always very smart, obviously. But Mm -hmm. looking back at the years where they knew they could run the ball, they literally just ran the ball. There was that one year they threw, like, one pass in that, an
1: entire half. That was Hornibrook. They, yeah. They, he threw the pick six, and they didn't throw a pass the rest of the game. Yeah. Making so so
3: right now, if you're looking at our, our front seven, which is projected to be very good, mm-hmm. and you're looking at our DBs, which are projected to be very good, sure. what is the weakness on defense that they can attack if they have to run a balanced offense? Who
0: assuming knows? everyone's healthy, of course. Who yeah. knows? You yeah. know, it's late in the season. And assuming
1: that the players actually live up to – their expectations, which right. has been a problem. Yep. Yeah. So, but I'm over here saying who knows, and I'm like, yeah, it's an L. Yeah, that's a, that's a big <laughs> L. <hell. laughs>
0: so we're all six and five now.
1: I actually
2: agree with Ike here. I think this Wisconsin game will be a little closer than people think for a couple reasons. Number one, Wisconsin just their style of play just they don't blow anybody out. Right. Uh, they really don't. And if you look at Frost offense. 2018 in M- Madison, 500 total yards, or over that, 19, about 450 yards. He knows how to move the ball against Wisconsin.
1: Right. Yeah, so. I totally agree. I, like I said, I think this game is going to be closer than, than people predict. It's another toss-up. And, and if Nebraska wins some of those games that we were calling coin flips or po- potential losses earlier in the year, I think, and like I said, when we have this episode talking about Wisconsin, you know, our tones can completely change. But for now, yeah, that's an L.
0: So, 6-5 and five going into the finale. Iowa. All That's right.
3: a W. Whew.
0: That was quick. Calling it That now. was quick. So, you're 7-5. and five Yep. After that win versus Iowa.
1: I'm going <sighs> to... I'm just going to... Did they concur- get off the Herky Schneid? I'm going to concur with Kyle. Okay. I think we have had some of the worst Nebraska teams in school history mm-hmm. and have made these games like one-score games. Yeah. yeah. And... No- and we have beaten ourselves that. like we have beaten ourselves against these Iowa teams that are making bowl games and you know competing for Big Ten West titles. So it's like at some point it's got to give. And I think this is the final year. I think this is going to be where it's like, okay, so this is where Scott's going to take that next step as a head coach. He's going to beat Iowa, that monkey, get it off his back, and he's finally going to have a winning season at seven and five. Eric. Iowa, which that,
2: I'm just gonna put it down as a loss just because of the last is it six now six six years, years. yep <laughs> yeah, okay. but it's not like Frost has been out coached but by Kirk. I mean I mean he really has and he's hung in there punch for punch and I mean hell in 2019 he he had the game won with like a minute and a half to go across midfield and he decided to do whatever he wanted he did on offense that drive i don't
1: know what it was but (laughs) not run the clock out yeah so exactly but
2: yeah he's had some of these games on against iowa but until we get off the schneid and actually win a game against iowa uh i can't my final projection is six and six and we go back to the postseason which i think everyone in here in this room would be okay with or regardless more than happy
1: yeah i'll be i'll be fine with the bowl game jared Mm
2: -hmm. me me and
0: eric we're, we're six and six, bros. We're six and six, bros.
3: Okay, so Boom. for those of you listening, mm-hmm. it's Mike and I on one side of the room,
1: and then it's Jared and Eric on the other the side, the bummer side. Yeah. yeah, so we got a six and six side. And we have a seven and five side. But I think we all are in agreement here that Nebraska. I'm saying ceiling, nine wins. Okay. I'm saying floor, five wins. Okay. I don't. I don't think there's a scenario where Nebraska wins less than 5 games in my opinion.
0: I think the floor is 4, ceiling is 8, I guess.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, ceiling is definitely 8.
3: Yeah, and I think like just for like my closing remarks on on the whole topic tonight, my projections are solely based off of whether or not Nebraska can just not kill themselves in every single game. You look at Northwestern, they are a picture-perfect example in 2020 of not beating yourself. They literally just waited for all of their opponents just to make the mistake yep. and just hold it, right? Nebraska has to come out every single game if they start hot, which is historically what they do under Scott Frost. If they start hot, they need to step on it continuing for four quarters. They cannot bog down like they usually do after the half or you know whatever the case may be. If if you're on fire, you just got to keep stepping on their throats, which is something he's been saying since
2: 2018.
1: Yep, I totally agree. Yep. Um. Yeah,
2: but Scott, you're the one that calls the plays and is in charge of that stuff, so I mean, that kind of falls on you.
1: Yeah, the no fear of failure thing. Until you start walking the walk, it, it's just it's tough for us sitting in this room to take it serious.
0: Well, look, they have to, they have to do their end of the bargain. We we fulfill our end of the bargain. Yeah, we we... talk about it. We spend our money. We've been fans through thick and thin. We've been dedicated to those boys in Lincoln. Yep. You know, we've hosted them in here and we've fed them and we've (laughs) drank with them and everything else. Which hey, they return the favor. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, But they have to give us faith in something, okay? Like, so hey guys, hit us up nbnrpodcast.com Kyle here has done a freaking tremendous job with putting all that content on there we have all our past videos if you haven't been listening to us go check that out we got awesome guests on there Um, follow us on twitter at nbnrpodcast Um, we're always
1: tweeting something Uh, we we get our fair amount of likes but we need more we need you guys to keep retweeting that stuff because we want to reach more husker fans like yourselves so I mean, hat giveaways we still do. Yeah, like and, let's
0: go. We yeah,
3: need you.
1: We, we we need you guys. We appreciate every every single one of you. Uh, thank you for taking the time out like you always do. Yep. Go go to Spotify. Go to Apple Music. Wherever you get your podcast, we are there. Give us a
0: five star review. Give us a download. Um, but guys, six and six going to a bowl on this Seven end. Seven and five Seven. going to
1: a bowl over here. Going to a bowl. We're, going we're going to a bowling, bowling. either way. NBNR. And maybe we can host that bowling event, right? The NBNR Bowl. The NBNR Bowling Event. Yeah. We'll, we'll just do like, literally like, just a bowling event.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if they go five and seven. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have bowling and,
1: <laughs> and, and pizza. <laughs> and we're going to record an episode from a bowling alley.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's a, you, you heard it here. That's oh. a promise. <laughs> you guys, this is one of your
0: hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. And I'm Eric Marl. And as always... Go bowling, GBR.
2: Woo!